Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. The first day of school is always a big day for students. Many plan out their outfits and memorize their schedules for the day. They walk out on campus with a map in their hand to find their classrooms. This year, though, many students are not getting that same experience. The ongoing pandemic put a hold on all the traditional rituals of going to school. And this includes students attending Arizona State University. For the fall 2020 semester, we've been hard at work making plans to create a safe and welcoming environment in which students can live and learn. ASU reopened their campus with new restrictions and guidelines in August. Today's episode, we're talking to students and an ASU professor to find out what it's like to go to college during a global pandemic. The Republic's higher education reporter, Rachel Leingang, partnered with producer Maritza Dominguez to bring us this episode. All right, let's get started. Um, Over the summer, um, I was really, my family and I were really watching what was going on with Corona pretty closely. That's Jenny Gallagher. She's a junior attending ASU and studies art intermedia. The program joins traditional and upcoming art techniques. Jenny was living on campus in April when COVID-19 cases began to rise in Arizona. She quickly had to pack up all her belongings to move out. Since she lives in Arizona, it wasn't hard for her like it was for her out-of-state roommates. Uh, I felt really bad for my roommates. They both were out of state and um, they both were stuck in California and Kentucky when Corona hit. And so they were trying to figure out like, oh crap, like now I have to figure out going back there, getting tickets and moving all my stuff back. Incoming freshman student Anthony Remedios was also keeping a close eye on Arizona's COVID-19 cases over the summer. Anthony is from the Bay Area in California. He finished out 12th grade online and had a pre-recorded graduation ceremony. He was looking forward to attending university in person, but worried in the summer months. Once the pandemic did hit, though, um, there were some ups and downs for sure. There were definitely some times uh, my family and I was w- were wondering, is this the right decision? Is this... You know, is this a good idea right now with everything that we're going through with COVID um, and not really knowing what to expect? In the end, he decided to come to Arizona to live on campus. Anthony hopped on the Zoom call donning an ASU hat and a maroon and gold football jersey. Um, Stuck with the decision to come here and actually in the recent weeks, um, not just since I got here, but even before I left too. Um, I realized I was very lucky to be coming here and to have the opportunity to come on campus. Anthony said that many of his high school friends didn't get the opportunity to attend in-person classes or go to their college campuses. He knows he's one of the few to get some semblance of a college experience. Anthony is studying sports journalism on the downtown campus. On the other side of town, in Tempe, Jenny decided to also move back into the dorms. She said her mom checks in with her often to see how she's feeling. 
and um, I'm, I'm telling her truthfully what, what I'm feeling, but I'm going to try and stay on living in the dorms for as long as possible because that living at home life is not for me. <laughs> her brother is a musician and plays the drums at home, so she finds it hard to focus on her studies there. Living on campus also allows her to be independent. However, she doesn't feel completely safe. But in the dorm, just kind of walking around, like there's people who just don't wear masks. Like I was in the elevator the other day and a girl just was holding up wearing a mask at all, didn't have one in hand or anything. Those are Jenny's observations. ASU has implemented restrictions to keep the surrounding community safe. They have mandated masks on campus. Masks are required at all times, except when eating. Students say adherence to mask policies hasn't been perfect, though ASU has said the majority of people are following the rules. The university is focused on educating the public to wear masks instead of ticketing. ASU has also cracked down on parties and ramped up testing. Tempe police have cited multiple off-campus parties since the semester started. There are also restrictions for students who live in the dorms, such as no outside guests are allowed in the dorms and wearing masks when outside their room. Anthony feels more confident at his dorm and is more trusting of his fellow dorm mates. We've been uh, gathering in the lounge, socially distant with masks uh, to watch games. We've been um, hanging out with each other in our, in our rooms um, safely. Both Jenny and Anthony have now settled into their dorms. Jenny decided to do the majority of her classes online, with the exception of one class. As an art major, she said it's hard to learn art techniques online. The day before her in-person class was scheduled to gather, she received a message from the professor, canceling. I wasn't too disappointed. I kind of figured that was going to happen anyway, because none of my other classes have met in person at all. And so I kind of expected that to happen. Um, I'm not too disappointed, though, honestly. Although she had chosen to attend one class in person, she was still nervous about attending it. Now that the option has been taken away from her, she feels a bit more at ease. Jenny's decided she'll spend more time decorating her dorm this semester, since that's where she'll spend most of her time. I got like these different like shelving things because I knew I was going to be here longer in the dorm rather than like I barely would decorate, but now I'm going to try and decorate more. The year before, she worked on campus at a coffee shop, but was let go because there weren't enough hours in the work schedule for her. She liked working on campus because she got to socialize with her coworkers. But in the era of coronavirus, she sees the benefit of not working in a crowded store. It's kind of a divine intervention, my mom was saying, because um, she, we were just both kind of worried about the uh, people being, being in contact with people, um, handling food, the safety precautions taken there, and um, just more of it would be for safety. Although Jenny has opted to take most of her classes online, Anthony has taken a less conservative approach to his freshman year. Anthony decided to do some of his classes in person because he wanted to take advantage of the opportunity to meet people and stay connected with classmates. And for me, at least it makes it feel like I'm going to class, gets me out of the dorm, um, and just kind of helps me develop a sense of routine as well. 
students aren't the only ones dealing with adjusting to the new guidelines. Professors and instructors are dealing with tasks outside of their usual job. David Boyles is an instructor in the Department of English. So I teach our writing programs classes, which is primarily our first year composition program, English 101 and 102, and also courses like business writing um, and things like that. He has five classes this semester that he's teaching in the ASU Sync class model. It's set up to be half in person and half online. David struggled at the beginning of the semester to figure out how he'd keep his students safe in class. Before coming on campus, students and staff are asked to fill out a daily health check via ASU's website or app. And it first asks you, are you doing, you know, are you doing any ASU-related work today? You check yes there, and then ask you, are you going to be on campus at all or interacting with anyone from the community? Um, so if you are teaching remotely or learning remotely, you can check no there and you're done. But if you, but if you are going to be on campus, you check yes. And then it goes on and asks you some questions about symptoms. The questionnaire asks if the person has a fever or a cough. And if they check yes on those, the app will propose that you stay off campus or schedule a COVID-19 test. David realizes the daily health check is based on the honor system. That is completely my judgment of, you know, is my cough, you know, uh, bad enough to qualify or is it just my, you know, because I have bad allergies and I cough in the morning sometimes. As an instructor, he has an added responsibility of calculating how many students can attend his in-person classes at one time. His classes are usually capped at 20 to 23 students. With a smaller class size, he's given a smaller room. ASU told him he could have no more than 50% of students in person at one time. So you have to take your square footage of your classroom, divide it by 113, and that's the maximum number of people you're allowed to have in a classroom you know, at one time. David alone had to do this calculation. He joked that he taught English and not math. The largest of my classrooms would allow for a total of nine people you know, at max. The smallest of my classroom allows for four which would include me, so three students and me. Having to deal with this and setting up his online accounts for the class has distracted him from his lesson plans. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot the last few days, and every minute I'm doing that, I'm not thinking about teaching. I'm not doing lesson planning. I'm not, you know, uh, thinking about the actual content of the class, which has been um, another issue, you know, this, with this whole ordeal. David's first day of class was focused on explaining how the class would be set up and answering any questions students had. It wasn't until the second day that he introduced the syllabus. But teachers and professors aren't the only ones trying to keep up. Both Anthony and Jenny have expressed growing pains. They have run into technical difficulties with their online classes. Anthony described having internet issues. So sometimes on Zooms, it's been cutting in. It, it will cut in and out uh, as the teacher is talking, which is really difficult for me and makes it harder to, under, to, to, uh, to learn the content. So I've been coming here to the Cronkite building and uh, one of the other computer labs downstairs uh, and using the computers within the classroom. Anthony is also part of the deaf and hard of hearing community. So being there physically in the classroom um, for certain classes helps with that as well. Have you had trouble with, you know, people wearing masks 
since you are uh, hard of hearing? Yes, the, the masks, I will say, does make it um, a little bit more difficult to hear and understand people. Um, but I, um, I'm, I'm learning how to adjust and uh, just trying to, make, trying to make the best out of what we can um, because there's not really many other options um, at this point um, with where we're at in this country with the virus and everything. Some of Jenny's teachers aren't completely technologically savvy. She echoed having the same issue as Anthony. It's really frustrating because you're spending an hour collectively the entire time just wasting time on um, technology issues when you could just be in the studio, just given the handout, okay, see you later. But yeah, it's definitely not fun. I don't like online. I w- that's why I didn't go to online school. I went to a public university to be in- on campus. Although she struggles with learning online, for her, it's the safest way to stay in the dorms. I asked her what made her feel unsafe about campus. The not wearing masks and the social distancing suggestions, not the enforcement on campus. David also said that he doesn't think in-person classes are safe for his students. If one of his students were to test positive for COVID-19, he and his students may not be contacted. Only close contacts of the person infected would be contacted. ASU determines a close contact as someone who has been within six feet of a person for more than 10 minutes. If, you know, people who are in a classroom are not necessarily notified when one of their, um, their classmates tests positive because we are supposed to be following that six-foot social distancing rule. Um, so no one will be within six feet for more than 10 minutes, so they don't need to be notified. Um, so that means that puts it all on me as the professor, you know, the one in charge of the classroom to make sure I'm actually following that, you know, correctly with no training in, you know, epidemiology or even math to, you know, again, to do the, you know, the square footage calculations. I asked him how he would feel if ASU went all online for the rest of the semester. Relieved. Um, it would make you know, all this like so much easier. He said he wouldn't have to juggle the social distancing rules in person and setting up the Zoom for half his class. He'd be able to focus more on the content of the class. Um, and it would relieve, you know, all the stress, you know, that I'm feeling, students are feeling the uncertainty. You know, I feel like right now, I get the sense that all of us are in this, you know, sort of limbo state. We're all kind of waiting for that shoe to drop. <laughs> like, um, most people assume that we are not going to make it the full semester, you know, being in person. Freshman student Anthony, on the other hand, hopes that doesn't happen. It would be sad, um, especially if it happens this early in the semester. If for whatever reason we do um, get sent home from the dorms or go to all online, at this point, we're, it, it's one of those things if you got to play the cards that you're dealt. Uh, it's not really much you can do. It wouldn't be a good idea to drop, you know, to withdraw from your classes, especially once you've already started it. And we've already paid the tuition and all the other fees. So um, it would just be one of those things of we got to adapt, you know, as, as we have in all of 2020. If this does happen, Anthony hopes the university looks at each campus individually. As of September 8th, 71% of cases were of those living off campus. 
Off-campus cases are still a concern for people on campus, since these students still may be coming to classes, and for surrounding neighborhoods, which have worried since classes began that they could experience the effects of any college-related cases. Jenny hopes moving forward, she sees more transparency from the administration. Like, people are risking their lives to be on campus, whoever, whether it's um, dining hall people or people just working on campus, like, it's, that's the reality. And, um, but yeah, I just wish they'd be more transparent and I'd feel a little more comfortable being on campus. Anthony urges his fellow ASU students to wear their masks and follow the rules. Be safe. Um, don't ruin it for everybody else. Um, do your part. Hey listeners, it's me, Kayla again. Thank you, Rachel, for partnering with us on this episode. Rachel, what has the public's opinion been of ASU's handling of the reopening? I would say it's been mixed, but there has been a lot of concern among students, faculty and staff, and people who live nearby, as we've seen cases grow since the semester started. As a courtesy note, audio in today's episode came from ASU News on YouTube. Where can listeners follow you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter at Rachel Langang, and that's R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-I-N-G-A-N-G. Thanks to producer Maritza Dominguez for writing and editing today's episode. If you have more questions about how Metro Phoenix is changing, submit them to us at valley101.azcentral.com. And if you like this show, leave us a rating and a review. It helps other people find the show. As always, thank you for listening to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. See you next week.